1: We're talking
2: again about from bridge, to board, from birth,
1: to, boy, from birth, to wife, and back again. again. Hi, I'm your host, Paul Mitzi.
0: I'm brenna Bay.
1: And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every week, we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. But not this week, because with us we have the talented creators, writers and stars of the fantastic Body Swap TV series, Life is Easy. All the way from New Zealand, welcome to the show, Chai Ling Huang and Cole Jenkins. You! Hey, welcome guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much for uh, making the time for our show today. How is life in New Zealand at the moment?
3: Well, we have a lot of time for you because we're in lockdown. (laughs) We live in Auckland, which is the only city in New Zealand that is in level four, which is like full, complete lockdown. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're currently drinking and bleaching our hair. (laughs) We're literally both blonde. (laughs) I wish I was joking.
1: Well, you both look really good as blondes, so good work. (laughs) Thanks. 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 What were your career journeys that led to you becoming actors and creators in film and television? Do you want to start, Chailene?
3: I feel like I'm just going to tell your life story anyway because we're basically the same person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we um, Cole and I had a very similar upbringing. We both grew up on the shore. I can actually tell your life story. We both grew up on the shore. <laughs> uh, we both went to, like, kind of rival high, high schools. Um yeah. mm-hmm and we both went to drama school and that's where we met properly um because we went to the same intermediate together which isn't important um, to the plot <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's like um, the meat yeah. cute of you guys like
3: <laughs> yeah so we went to drama school uh there's two major drama schools in new zealand one is in auckland um it's called unitech flash um we will never recover from the debt but now we know how to project so worth it (laughs) Um, and then we just did what everyone does when they come out which is panic and um you know sell sell your soul to get acting jobs and then eventually realize that you have to essentially become a writer producer director in order to get anything done and then we did that
4: yeah well Charlie and I when we went to drama school together we also lived together Around all of uh, drama school and a little bit afterwards so we got to know each other yeah. really well and yeah like Charling said we kind of just after we graduated we did shows and stuff like that but you kind of realize if you want to actually have more work coming in you've got to make it yourself and for years we we'll would yeah. be like oh we'll make something we'll do something together we're so similar we've got the same sort of vibe we'll make something and then it took maybe, it took, what, eight years after we graduated before we actually got around to doing it? Yeah.
1: Obviously, you're here today uh, to talk about Life is Easy, um, the web series that you created together. Was there like a particular reason that attracted you to making an entry in a, the body swap genre?
3: I think because it's really weird, but when you look back over our Facebook posts, there are just so many of them of us looking the same, doing the same thing, wearing the same clothes, and because we live together and dying, both dying <laughs> a hair blonde.
0: Dying a hair I blonde. did this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, so it's something we've always joked about is being incredibly similar, even though, you know, if you look at us, we're not really that similar looking. I mean, I'm part Chinese for one. <laughs> So there's that. Um, (laughs) And a woman. (laughs) And a woman.
2: Um,
3: But, you know, we're both like stupid gay people who like to, you know, have as much fun as possible while pretending that we know what we're doing. Um, Yeah. And we just, we were just drunk one night and came up with the idea and thought it would be fun.
1: The body swap (laughs) genre as a whole isn't something that you guys were like obsessed with, like obviously in the show you referenced 30 13 going on 30 and your characters' names are like Jamie Lee and Curtis which I'm guessing is like a reference to Freaky Friday yeah um so was were you Friday. like entrenched in the genre do you have any like favorites of it or was it just it's a story idea that just happened to come to you and uh, you weren't really thinking about the wider genre of body swaps Uh,
4: yeah i don't think we were thinking of the wider genre of body swaps but i think it was something that we found really interesting and (laughs) like and I like with both of us we watched quite a lot of movies and like i guess the the jamie lee and curtis thing was an obvious sort of um tie in also i love horror movies so i obviously love jamie curtis so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's just one of those sorts <laughs> of things I, I guess we didn't think we didn't think to delve too much into it mm-hmm. what, what do you think Charlie?
3: i think it was sort of an in joke that went really really far yeah <laughs> 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 because we were quite inseparable at drama school and, and beyond mm-hmm. um and i think it just kind of fulfilled the promise And it was weird because when we were writing it, I think both of us were kind of writing our dream roles, but then we ended up playing each other. And so it was kind of like (laughs) we were like fulfilling the fantasies of the other one who was writing for the character that they most identified, who eventually would not end up playing. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I really wish that we'd discovered your (laughs) podcast earlier because I was scrolling through some of the archives and oh my God. There are so many yeah. like A, B, C, D, E grade body swap <laughs> Yes.
1: Films. They're all as terrible as they look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the
0: reason that we actually watched your series, we've never done a series before, it's because um, a faithful listener from New Zealand was like, <laughs> hey, would you like to try watching something good? <laughs> That's so
1: yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's <laughs> so flattering. Yeah, apparently this guy in New Zealand, Kyle, he uh, did a PhD on body swaps. And he's he loves your show, and he's like it's like delves into race and gender in really interesting ways, and uh, yeah, he, he sold it, so we watched wow. it. Wow, Kyle yeah, reach yeah. out.
3: <laughs> Can you hook us up with Kyle to write our um, second
1: season for next? <laughs> <laughs> um, so once you decided you were going to do a, a TV series with a body swap slant to it, did you do like any research on the body swap films? that have already been out there or were you kind of trying to avoid that so you wouldn't repeat anything (laughs) well we 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 kind of just just, well the thing (laughs) is we kind
4: of steamrolled into it because we actually had a really short time frame in which to to do it um Mm -hmm. we we were planning on having a lot more development time with the scripts and with the story fleshing out the world fleshing out the sort of magic of the body swap and all that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and we just didn't have that time because the funding rounds changed and we couldn't get development funding. We had to go straight for uh, full production funding, um, mm-hmm. which we got. And then we're like, crap, now we've got this money. We, we've got to spend it and we have got to make it. So in respect, we probably could have spent a little bit more time fleshing it out. So we just kind of barreled on into it, but we did definitely use um, some other movies as a little sort of guide and what sort of makes sense and what doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. We did do some, Uh, workshops earlier on where we got dramaturg involved and he asked us all those sorts of questions that we were just like uh they they just do it (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah we yeah we got there
1: maybe (laughs) people still like it and they bought it (laughs) yeah Yeah, well it it doesn't feel like (laughs) a show that was like rushed and i have to say like we watch a lot of these films in these genres and You did, you put a lot more depth and thought into a lot of these aspects of it than most of them do. Like, most of our criticisms of these films are like, you know, they're touching on interesting ideas, but they never explore them. Whereas you, with your show, you explored and you really went into some interesting avenues of, you know, what would it feel like if you changed your race with someone else or, you know, as someone of a certain sexuality moving into a, a different body, like what does that mean? So it's definitely something we appreciated watching it.
3: That's awesome to hear. I think yeah. I think it's maybe because all of these body swaps seem to be made in like the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that contributes uh, to it, or have you found? Have you found? They're still modernists? making
1: them. They're still making them. still, yeah.
2: Um, one of the most popular
1: week. subgenres <laughs> of body swap films is the misogyny swap. We call it oh, yeah. where a misogynistic man gets turned into a woman in order to learn that women have feelings and thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or that they're they're people, they're, they're human people. beings, and plot twist, uh, he learns that, that we <laughs>
3: don't.
1: Yeah. um so yeah it is so refreshing to see you know something that isn't so regressive um because they're still getting made every year
3: i think that was a really big thing at the forefront of our creative process um because we we basically were just driven to create something with characters that we hadn't seen um and i think new zealanders Quite a it's a small pond, and so the the content that's being made isn't super broad. there's not a lot of content being made, so mm-hmm. to have something that we could control that narrative and be more progressive than potentially we'd seen with kind of queer themes and themes about race that wasn't super heavy was something that really attracted us as well so we we felt like we were trying to make something that we really wanted to to see but we hadn't seen yet come out of New Zealand.
1: Obviously, uh, like, the comedy scene in New Zealand has made a bit of a name for itself, uh, you know, with Taika Waititi and films like um, The Breaker Uppers and Baby Done, I think was last year as well, that kind of made a bit of a splash here. Like, was it intimidating moving in, like, putting your stamp on the New Zealand comedy scene? No. <laughs> 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 know, um, it's... it's <laughs> because we were coming at it from our own angle,
4: and we we knew that we weren't trying to replicate those things that we'd seen that, that are so popular with New Zealand comedy, thanks to like um, Taika Waititi and Find the Concords and, and that sort of thing. We knew we weren't trying to do that, so we didn't kind of feel the pressure to live up to it, I guess, is probably a good way of looking at it. Plus, a lot of our friends are comedians, heaps of our Mm -hmm. friends who we went to drama school with. are all comedians (laughs) and they're just regular people like everyone else. So (laughs) we weren't trying to impress anyone, really.
1: In preparation for making the show, did you guys study each other's mannerisms um, in preparation for having to essentially play each other?
3: Yeah, it was a bit complicated. And I think that we probably overcomplicated it in hindsight because we created characters which were Jamie Lee and Curtis. And Jamie Lee mm-hmm. is not myself. And I tried to create something that was outside of me. So you've kind of got this mm-hmm. one-step meta, you know, process happening already. And then Cole did the same with Curtis. So then we were trying to replicate not only – we weren't trying to replicate – I wasn't trying to replicate Cole Jenkins. I was trying to replicate Curtis in terms of Curtis's mm-hmm. body movements, etc. So at the same time you're Curtis. developing a character – you're also trying to develop how your character is with the soul of another character. So I think, to be (laughs) honest, it would have been so much easier if we just went, all right, Jamie Lee and Curtis are as close to Cole and Chai Ling as humanly possible with our mannerisms, maybe not our actions and thoughts and feelings, um, and then just kind of went from there. But because we did like a two-step program, I think it just... (laughs) I found it quite hard. Um, what about yeah. you?
4: <laughs> yeah, it was hard at first. It took us a little while to get into the groove of it. And the, I think that's when we kind of realized we, <laughs> during shooting, we kind of had to then make that sw- switch in our mind. And they're like, okay, I'm not trying to be this character that Chai Ling created and I'm trying to replicate. I'm going to be the version of that character that I am and just do that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like it's, it's so, there's so so little time actually with Jamie Lee and Jamie Lee's body which, you know, I really love that character. And so I think that mm-hmm. it's almost, <laughs> almost sad that there wasn't more kind of like maybe flashbacks or flash outs or like, you know, yeah. bits where they kind of are seeing themselves, you know, in the way that their mind's eye is and like kind of private moments. I think if I were to redo it, I would do more of that because I think it would be fun to kind of embody that character and kind of like land back home maybe for the viewer as well.
1: Were you guys tempted to mm-hmm. do like a lot of the body swap films you watch? Um give, like, exaggerated kind of ticks to their characters so that when the other person is playing them, then that's something really easy for them to, like, replicate. Um did you kind of have that thought at any point? Like, oh, maybe I should be like constantly biting my nails or twirling my hair or have a limp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't
3: notice Cole's limp?
4: <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention it. But...
1: <laughs> I
3: think I think we
4: did we did uh, discuss that a little bit, but I think it we mm-hmm. we kind of then narrowed it down to things that are a little bit more um just uh, naturalistic and realistic, like
2: um mm-hmm
4: chai Ling has long hair and i don't so it's so it's you, you know just playing on those sorts of things when you swap bodies you're not used to having different hair so and that's something that's simple enough for us to play and really easy for the audience to read yeah. i think
3: we tried to avoid it being too corny in that way mm-hmm.
1: yeah well i i totally like i think brendan would agree like we we thought they were pretty good performances like we're we're very critical because we've watched so many of these things yeah <laughs> and we didn't have anything bad to say what's what's the
0: there's yeah
3: what's like the worst version of that
1: i'm just that I'm sort of, uh, uh,
3: there's just... a
1: film called uh like father like son with Kurt cameron and Ooh. dudley moore and they literally have different act, like one's british and one's american and they didn't even bother to change their accents nothing about their mannerisms have changed It's terrible.
0: I think it's selfless. So the uh, the flicking of the glasses, being like, why would someone flick their glasses? So that it you was know. So like, We put that there just so that wouldn't yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just laughing at all of Paul's questions because I'm like, you guys obviously <laughs> haven't been beaten a down sort like we films. have. I mean, we've
4: seen some.
3: This reminds me of. Um, have you heard of the worst idea of all time? The worst that- idea of all time. It's a podcast by George Montgomery and Tim Batt. From New Zealand. Is that
1: the one where they watch Grown Ups 2 all over and over again?
3: Yes. So they did Sex in the City 2 and Grown Ups 2 and that one with um Zac <laughs> yeah. Zac Efron in it. Maybe it was seventeen again. It was definitely it definitely 17 had Zac again? On it. But yeah, it sounds kinda like you guys are doing a similar thing. Do you just like hate life mm. now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, like eventually, <laughs> like occasionally we have gems come in. It's so a- it's not continuously <laughs> terrible, you know for every like father like son will get a uh, life is easy so <laughs> it's not too painful
3: <laughs> i'm gonna put that in a quote somewhere just to sell another <laughs> thing at some point thanks <laughs> <laughs> the,
4: the, the, like, i the, i recently watched freaky which like just come out which you have probably seen um did you watch it, yeah, we loved it. no right. i haven't oh i loved it you'll yes. love it Ta-Lung. it's pretty gory it's a bit scary you don't really like stupid mm-hmm. movies but it's
0: great. It's the, that concept of like, let's take a genre and add another one. So like horror, like Ooh, a serial cool. killer switches yeah. bodies with a teenage yeah. girl. So when there's like stuff like that comes up every totally, now and then we yeah. like, oh, okay, well, we'll do another <laughs> few episodes. Um, so
1: your show is uh, pretty raunchy. Um, was there anything you were told you weren't allowed to do or show in the show? And uh, was it awkward... Filming the various sex scenes, masturbation scenes, and attempted auto fellatio scenes.
3: <laughs> like, 50% of the content, like, you'll never see it. It's basically just, yeah. we just made a pawn on the side while we shot like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although we have seen a number of uh, people dealing with periods... <laughs> In, in our uh time on yeah
3: this. i mean we had to do it that was one of the things where we were like we're making a body swap like we kind of have mm-hmm. to and we also wanted to but we were like if we can't do this thing this one time like when are we gonna be able to do yeah. this right and that's the thing
4: you ask all those questions oh if you could be in this person's body for a day what would you do yeah and most people say well, get naked and have sex and jerk off or do whatever, yeah, like you yeah. know. It's yeah. <laughs> Actually, the <laughs> one, <laughs>
0: the one that was really cool that you guys did um very early on in it was the uh just go for a run at night. Like that's actually mm. been a, a often when asked that question, asking people that question at parties. Um, so often the answer from women is something like that, or running with their top off on the beach or something like that. So mm-hmm, I mm. was like, oh wow, that's yeah, that's really good.
3: That's actually really funny. We should have had um. Jamie Lee just be topless the entire show. <laughs> yeah. Like Cole would have just had to rock up and just be, be like semi-naked the whole time. <laughs> um, I'll answer the question producerially and then Cole can yeah. answer it because he mostly had to do all the nudie stuff. Um, yeah. But the gay sex scene, well, can you call it a gay sex scene? Question, question mark, question mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> the 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 gay sex scene between Kai and... Jamie Lee and Curtis's body was a really big point of contention for the network that we were working with so mm. they the network um helped us uh with some development money really early on and they also helped us pitch to the major funders so we basically were they were our ep and so you know it had to go through them before it went to air and um because it was going through some really major changes and had about four different producers that we were kind of reporting to that kept kind of leaving and then being replaced and then leaving and being replaced. I don't think a single person that kind of saw the end outcome had been there the whole time and read the script at the beginning. So the people mm-hmm. who greenlit it, I feel like we're a bit more liberal than the actual higher ups who ended up kind of handling it towards the end. So in that way, it was really hard to greenlight all of the kind of nuances of gay sex that we really wanted to kind of be proud of like we we wanted it to be really real and quite explicit obviously not showing anything that wouldn't that was like nudity in a way that would you know not be able to be watched you know on tv um but there was quite a lot of pushback and negotiation and it was quite um it's quite a stink
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you feel there was like a homophobic slant towards that do you think one hundred that's pushback? exactly
3: where yeah. we our minds went straight up because yeah. we were like here's jamie lee like stripping off and like touching on graham vincent and <laughs> you know like yeah hot boss times are all good um you can show her like splitting her legs and him going down on her and like all of the stuff but then when it comes mm-hmm. to like real gay sex that we're trying to portray in a real way like you know like it was it it did feel really pointed and i think The network tried really hard to make it not seem like that, but it was just impossible not to to feel that way. I think. Mm. Mm. But how did you feel about it, Cole? With all your, you had to basically do all this stuff and also deal with all of that kind of, you know, all all the stuff afterwards too.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was um, really proud of the scene that we ended up making and all of the nudity and stuff. And at the end of the day. I wrote it, so <laughs> it's not like <laughs> I read the script and was like, "Oh." <laughs> so, and like what um what we were touching on earlier is like we were putting stuff into the show that we hadn't seen before and we wanted to see. So, and we were kind of pushing it as far as we could, but that's probably because we weren't given quite very clear parameters earlier on mm-hmm. because of the changing of the guard and all that with these um like sort of EPs that we had, um it wasn't made clear to us what we could and couldn't do. So we're like, well, we'll just do whatever we want and see what happens. And, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. There was certainly like, I, there was a lot of mental stuff that I needed to do to help get in the zone and
3: feel <laughs>
4: okay being naked in front of people. But we did it, we did it in a really good way. We had a, we had a, um, a, uh, uh, a, intimacy, coordinator. intimacy coordinator, there's the words, an intimacy mm-hmm. coordinator on board, um who was uh, fantastic Vidyam um Dale. and we yeah so everything felt safe it was well rehearsed it there was no surprises um it was a really great environment and when when we were shooting it was only the um the cameraman one sound guy and the director in the room um so that was really good and the directors even actually were hidden around the corner just what walk-
3: they just had sh- big sheets on
4: like <laughs> ghosts in the corner um so yeah it was all handled perfectly for the most part and yeah i think yeah i don't know once we got to the sticky end when we were having to deal with editing it down and trying to fit it in with with what need what was allowed to be shown on tv it was and it was only over like really minor things
3: like I think that's what pissed me off even more. I'm like, this is so small compared to all of the butt that you see on, like, Outrageous Fortune. Like, why can't you just let us have this one thing, you know? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But it literally came down to, like, how much butt crack you could see at uh, at any given time. (laughs) You were only allowed to see it for a certain amount of frames.
3: And and in certain angles. And it was just, like, it just felt really nitpicky.
1: If If, like, if Curtis in that moment pulled out a knife and slit that guy's throat, they would have been like, yeah, fine. It's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been fine. Yeah. But-, yeah.
3: but if he tried to fuck that hole that he <laughs> <screen, laughs> <no, I'm fine>. just <laughs> And, and there, it was funny,
4: there were a couple of um, sensory things that happened with our script earlier on, eh? Dialogue. There were a couple of oh, like, oh, yes. words oh. that were like, you can't say this word on TV. I'm like,
2: well, um,
0: this yes, podcast, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah.
3: If you want to give us a list. <laughs> what was it that re- they replaced with sounding? fisting uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz apparently fisting was too aggressive, but sounding was okay.
1: Cuz we had a giant conversation in our uh, review of your show about sounding <laughs> <laughs> and how horrified we are of it.
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah, this this uh Look,
1: I don't want to kink shame anyone. When I hear a sound, shame I personally find it horrifying. Yeah, well,
4: and and I think that was the issue as well because we these were just things that Jamie Lee was saying obviously as a joke just to like sort of things out there because that's the type of character that she is yeah, and they're yeah. like oh no you can't say first thing it's too aggressive and it's got connotations of like assault a gang and, bang. We're, and we're like uh no because people are actually into that sort of thing people do that sort of thing recreationally <laughs> like we're not we're not trying to shame anyone we're just saying this word as a joke and then um so and then we changed it to sounding which was apparently fine but like
3: I think it's just because boomers didn't Google it. And yeah, you know, they probably I think, didn't. Honestly, uh, <laughs> that's well, how we got it. Yeah,
4: Paul it. had to give
0: us a little lesson about what.
1: I had to explain <laughs> it to Lucy and Brendan because they didn't know. So, because of you guys, they now know. So, yeah, thank you. you. That was
3: yeah. really the purpose of this whole series. So, that's really validating
4: to hear. Thank you. people to go, sounding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a really fantastic and diverse group of supporting characters on the show. Had you worked with many of them beforehand? And what were your considerations for how you wanted the show to be cast?
0: Or did you get
3: a well, say? Well, Cole's it? a casting director, which is, well, he works at, he works at a casting director. Do no,
1: know? I work
4: I a... <laughs> she, she doesn't even Something. Know.
2: <laughs> doesn't even know. <laughs> um,
4: I am an, an acting agent. So I work for, and I'm an agent within an agency who represent lots of actors. Hmm.
3: He works in the world of casting.
4: Yeah, I do, I guess. <laughs>
3: there i redeemed it
4: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that was definitely part of our our co-pub from the beginning we wanted the whole team in front and behind the the camera to be as diverse as possible ethnically gender spectrum um sexually everything um and we like we kind of set a challenge for ourselves to have at least 70 percent of the cast to be uh women people of color or queer or all of the above and we well exceeded that
3: yeah you'd be hard pressed to find a straight white guy on our shoot although we did have them and they were great mainly our dp (laughs) kirk (laughs) but um yeah i think that was we we really also you know we we're actors we know a lot of actors we went to drama school and we live in auckland (laughs) which means we basically know everyone who who lives Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So inevitably we cast a bunch of our friends, um, but we also did hold auditions um, because it was part of our co-papa as well to um, explore and find new talent. Um, I run a theater company called Proudly Asian Theater, so I'm always really keen to see who's out there and any excuse that I have to find actors who, you know, haven't been exposed to um, this this world and kind of want to or need to. Um, I'll definitely take that up. So it was really fun. I love casting. It's my favorite part of the process.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you did a really good job because like there there were some really like standout characters. Um one that I think all of us fell in love with while we were watching the show was the character of Harry. Harry. <laughs> oh were, were you at were you at all worried that the audience was going to turn on both of your main characters as they both managed to cheat on, on Harry poor in different Harry. ways at the same time? <laughs> I know.
4: We love Harry and we love how everyone loves Harry. We get that a lot. Everyone goes, oh, my God, more Harry, please. He's the loveliest, the loveliest guy. And that was kind of the intention, wasn't it? Like it was we want yeah. this guy to just be this really nice guy, but not, like, too nice. He's just really understanding. He's got, he's got a bit of, like, sharpness to him as well. He stands up for himself. But at the end of the day, he's just <laughs> super likable.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. that, and, that's,
4: and that's, again, a, a sort of different side to characters that we don't normally see on, like, mainstream TV in New Zealand, like these, um, like, really nice queer brown people that we, like, we hadn't seen a lot of that.
3: Also, like queer people without major issues,
4: yeah, yeah, I think
3: is that aren't like trying to trying to die in the narrative at some point. Yeah. Is kind of nice, <laughs>
1: too. yeah, bit of stability. Were you worried about your characters' perceptions of what they do to Harry in the in the narrative?
3: Because
0: like one of the the. Other things we come up, comes up a lot in conversation when watching swap films, um, particularly older ones, is the, the the dynamics of having a sexual relationship when using someone else's body or um, when that person's in a relationship, things like that. Like, do those things come up in your uh, conversations when, you know? putting this together
3: yeah like it, there's a whole thing around like consent obviously of like using someone else's bits to you know <laughs> for your own pleasure essentially
0: yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. but
3: I, I think the way we kind of thought about it is that they're both kind of equal levels of trash <laughs> to, and they're both I think we tried to set up quite early that both of them are quite sexual beings even though Curtis mm-hmm. is a bit more repressed mm-hmm. I think eventually he would like to be somewhere close to where jamie lee is yeah mm-hmm. um so i think i mean yeah it's kind of like it, it mirrors in real life like cole and i basically just talk about sex 24 hours a day and that's <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> our <laughs> love language yeah. so we 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 just crazy sex pests. you know I, I feel like between the two of us if it was to happen in real life we wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't have an issue with cole having sex in my body i don't think and i don't think vice versa <laughs> either so i to be honest, I think we didn't really think too hard about it for a friendship that close. But yeah, definitely raises questions, and like those questions are so valid. But I, I, I mean, I'm not surprised if um if if fans or anti-fans <laughs> don't like us and like Harry. Yeah. Like that's kind of the point. You can't have leads that you know know everything and are perfect. Like they, they need to travel somewhere. And I don't know if I guess it's up to us as writers to make them redeemable enough that you still. I like. We like them. Hopeful still. that they'll become better people. But poor Harry. Yeah, we, we, we still like
1: we still like Jamie Lee and Curtis. Just not hey, as just, much as Harry. <laughs> my after
4: my, my sister watched it, she texted me and was like, "Oh my god, I hate Jamie Lee. She's such a bitch." She <laughs> me there. Like, yeah, yeah. She kind of doesn't end it on like the most like the nicest note. Doesn't <laughs> leave her yeah. in like a really high place, but whatever. Can't please everyone.
1: We find out that Jamie Lee has hooked up with Curtis's brother Paul in the past. Did you guys ever consider making his character like a viable romantic lead for Jamie Lee? Or was it just always meant as a joke? I think what swayed us is because that actor is so incredibly (laughs) handsome.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be my next question. I was like, is that just what you wanted to happen? (laughs) Because Ben Van Leer is a total snack. (laughs) i also thought your question was gonna be have you guys ever considered hooking up with ben van Leer in real life (laughs) so i was like every morning that i wake up and every night before i go to sleep he's beautiful
4: (laughs) um we did actually discuss him being an ally to the two like him Mm -hmm. him like them having to reveal to him that the body swap had happened um and him becoming this sort of um this ally to them
3: like a conduit between the two of them to kind of like even though he's trash he's the only person who knows outside of the two so they had to kind of use them to vent their feelings and thoughts and so he becomes this weird like almost like if it was a love triangle he'd be like the romantic in between
2: Mm -hmm.
4: and that would have given him a few more redeeming um qualities as well he could have had more of an arc um unfortunately we just didn't have the time to do that within the series for that character we did Discuss it. And there was he he even actually had a, a scene that ended up getting cut where you saw that little bit of redemption from him because he's just an asshole otherwise. Yeah, um but yeah. we had to cut it and <laughs> and replace it with something else because that's just how how it how it ended. But um yeah, <laughs> maybe not a romantic interest, but that would have been <laughs> kinda of funny again to see Jamie Lee and Curtis's body flirting with him again and him being repulsed by it but still kinda of turned on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> then it becomes well, like incest fantasy which is i don't know maybe, like, maybe you could draw some numbers you know, know. Fair call,
1: yeah there's there's Popular an drama. industry there <laughs> <laughs> yeah um like when we started this podcast obviously we came into it with innocent intentions and then <laughs> i was googling the show after we'd like had a few episodes out there and on the search, I found that there's like an entire sex fetish community surrounded about body swaps, and they, that's their fetish. And we just like and, to say, uh, thanks
0: again for listening, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was very surreal um, seeing yourself being talked about on a sex fetish website, but like <laughs> um, I would dare say you guys are Probably on there as well. I haven't checked. But-
3: <laughs> well, I'm on wiki feet, so I guess that doesn't really surprise me. Oh, congrats. Uh, <laughs>
4: You're made on it. wiki feet?
3: Wiki feet, yes. Wait, is Curtis? Why, <laughs> an- Why aren't I on wiki feet? Because you haven't been on Shortland Street yet.
4: <laughs> I've, got- I've got lovely
3: feet. <laughs> like- you do have great feet. I'm
0: sure you can upload your own. Like-
3: <laughs> to be fair, my feet my feet are actually rated three out of five. Ouch. <laughs> Oh, and man. I am so fucking offended because I have nice feet and I'm just like, <laughs> please, if you're out there, go on Wiki Feet and just upvote my feet. Five stars, please. Just trust me. Me and Paul will do we- that.
0: We- yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure all our listeners go on WikiFeet yeah. the next thing you do. Um, when you were shooting that scene with your bare feet, did you have that realisation this will end up there or was it something that came later? Yeah. <laughs>
3: you mean on shawlen street yeah <laughs> my i was always in heavy ambulance um officer like steel cap boots on shawlen street Yeah, um, Wait, do they people... even see your feet on shawlen street no probably once i had a few sex scenes but i don't think they were focused on the feet if you know what i mean <laughs> um but people because you become like kind of semi-famous for being on a soap um people just like steal your instagram and post it up there so i i obviously ah. had a few un, unwitting foot pics <laughs> <No. laughs> i mean look just google it just go and see it uh. my feet are there <laughs> end of story uh. <laughs> <laughs> wait back to life is easy no, yeah. yeah we'll leave, we'll leave fetish age. fetish uh, fetishy swap stuff yes cool
1: <laughs> um so the show ends on a giant cliffhanger obviously is there a plan for a season two? And if so, can we get any scoops?
3: There's not not a reason why both of our hair is blonde right now. Oh no, I'm totally joking. <laughs> 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 <Long time. laughs> we're a long dinosaur. So um, I mean, yes and no. I, I think Cole and I, because we're mostly theater makers, and mm-hmm. for me, I've been doing film for like about three years, but I've been doing theater like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of our first big film project that we'd done and our first big, like, kind of narrative, you know, episodic as well. And we were writing, we were acting. It was, like, super overwhelming, really fast-paced turnaround. We had money for the first time in our lives, and we were like, what the fuck? Um, so I think after it finished, we were, like, just done and tired. <laughs> um, and then we had this interview with um, – I had an interview with this really amazing American guy, and he was so pumped. He had watched it, like, three times. Oh, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Mark, yeah, Eclectic Arts, I think, is his his, um, podcast. And it made me have all these ideas. He had all these theories, all these, like, he'd really dug super deep. And then Mm -hmm. it got me excited, and I wrote the entire outline for season two. So I was like, maybe I should just do that. We actually had this conversation like three weeks ago. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Because we're both kind of older and like probably just hotter now. um, Maybe we should, (laughs) maybe we should pick it up. Um, You know, we're better actors, I think, now and like more confident. Um, I'm probably a better writer as well. Cole's probably worse. Um. Yeah, probably worse.
4: <laughs> <laughs> probably worse.
3: But I think I would love to see the arcs fulfilled. And like, like you're saying, like you're picking up all of the things that we kind of have our own beefs about with the series. Like, why didn't Ben kind of get his payoff? Why didn't um, Harry you know, become less one note? You know, can can we delve deeper into what their relationships could be? And, like, they're in each other's worlds. Why did they never interact in these ways? You've set it up. Where is the payoff? Like, I'd love to see all of that personally to kind of scratch that itch. And I think if you were to give me the money for it tomorrow, I'd probably make it. The other idea I had to make it more interesting for myself as a creator,
2: <laughs>
3: and I'll run this by you because why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> i I think my my kind of like twisted dream would be to make a narrative where life is easy as the show, and season two is the making of the show, mm-hmm. and so it's Cole and I as like co-creators of the show, and it's more like a um kind of step outside and like it's still about friendship it's It's about friendship, yeah, which the show mm-hmm. is about kind of anyway. Um,
0: and you can still touch and, on those themes and stuff like that through the making of the show. like Yeah, yeah and I we just go back go. to all
3: the same locations and we get all the same actors and like everyone in the show gets to play the real-life double of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean.
1: So would you be making season one or would you make, be making season two and we're seeing the behind the scenes of season two?
3: We'd be making season one, I think. Because okay. then we can use the existing footage in like, Intercut.
0: And so in season three you would be making
3: season two. And the whole thing sounds
1: super interesting. But also, I want to know if it... <laughs> <laughs> This is <laughs> just me out avoiding the, responsibility. The, the magic serum. I want to know if it went down the drain or not. And one of the, and one of the episodes <laughs> will just be like
4: in the writer's room. We'll just talk about it and we'll just say, oh, yeah, it's this. And then just move it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, like, t- touching on obviously, you did get like funding for season one. And like, we've watched a lot of movies for the show that had like actual studio like Hollywood studios behind them millions of dollars Hollywood actors and your show looked sounded was edited costumed everything better than a lot of those (laughs) like how did you manage to get the show to look and be as good as it was on the budget that you had
3: don't tell me it looks better than monkey bones (laughs) monkey bones was a masterpiece guys (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, monkey bone, we didn't have issues with the look of it. (laughs) Wait, wait,
0: does that Um, mean you listen to an episode? (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to just jump on a podcast with two unknown psychopaths from the internet. You know know
0: we've rated you how hot you are.
3: (laughs) Oh, I didn't listen to the whole thing.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Every episode, <laughs> e- but, I wasn't going to mention how hot it. Did e- you every <laughs> episode, we do it a segment called "Hot or Not," where we rank every we we rate every character out how hot they were.
0: Because very-
3: there's a count for personality, though, because I feel like like Jamie Lee's got like a a pretty like three out of ten personality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it comes per- uh, personalities come into play, but for Paul, look.
3: Look, personalities come
1: into play when we need them to, like when we don't want to call someone ugly, so then we're like, oh, I didn't like their personality. Uh, uh, so, but rest assured, you both got hot, yes, nice. Um, yes, <laughs> like, yeah, actually, I don't think anyone got a knot in your show. Um, we, so, yeah, we, do
0: you the sex pest we, furniture owner,
2: it, yeah, exactly, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> when we, when we <laughs> Roger when we um, had all the um, headshots of all the actors up in our like production studio we were just we looked uh, several times we looked up going oh my god our cast is so hot <laughs>
2: like, everyone, was
4: just, everyone was just so beautiful and that wasn't an intention like of us at all but like when you see everyone together you're like wow I've got a beautiful beautiful cast of people and they were all like so great to work with so generous with their time and the effort, and it was just yeah, such a fun experience working with all of them.
3: Yeah, no, we had no dicks on set at any time. Yeah, but budget stuff. What do you think about that, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> How did we make the show look good? So the show, transparently, because you can find it on like the New Zealand funding websites and stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. we shot the whole thing for three hundred k, which that's
4: insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just over, just over maybe, but
3: and because we don't know anything and because we come from a theater background well we didn't know anything we do now um where you know an expensive show a, a, a well-funded a decently funded show is like 85k mm. and so like when you get 300 and you're like holy shit i'm making a piece of art for, for that amount of money you think it's a lot so that's why cole and i wrote the way we did and like wrote scenes in a pool, and like on a tennis court, and
4: you yeah. know, <laughs> had so many locations and so, so many, many characters because we're like, we've got so much money, we can do whatever <laughs> we want, listen to our dreams. Yeah, <laughs> and then later down the road, our producers like, so we've got no money left, um, and we still need to shoot for a week.
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs>
4: Damn it! But um, I think making it uh, what made it look so beautiful was our our DOP. He was incredible and had a beautiful eye. Both of our directors had really beautiful eyes as well. And we kind of told them from the beginning, we're like, look, guys, we want this to be brighter, louder, more beautiful. We want the editing to be different. We want the soundtrack to be different. We want everything to be so different from what we normally see on New Zealand-funded television, Um, just because that's our goal. And we're sick of seeing what we always, always see. So let's just use this as an experiment to see if we can make it work and make it look expensive. And mm-hmm. I think we achieved that. Well, you just said we did. So thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that you did like, so many, many different, like, the fact that you shot in so many different locations, it does make a difference though. Cause so many of the films we watch are just like, you feel like you're in one room and the room is furnished Like it's 2003 and everyone in it is also dressed like they just walked out of 2003. Um, and everything's beige and boring. And it just does make a huge difference having like opening up the world in that way, and having the characters wear clothes that are nice and <laughs> have furniture that looks like a real house that you'd actually live in, you know. So, yeah, how
4: yeah. um, costume designer Jesper was incredible, and they pulled a lot of stuff from their own wardrobe.
3: Um, I would say like seventy percent of all the costumes was Jesper's personal wardrobe.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Which was, was incredible, and they were like, "So I'm going to let you wear these boots. They're my favourite boots. Don't, don't trash them." And this coat <laughs> is an original something or other. Blah blah blah. And I said like, "It means something to me, but thank you." Um, <laughs> yeah, but they did an incredible job, and yeah, that can definitely contributed.
3: I think it might, it might have also been like maybe a good thing that we that we were quite clueless about what film costs versus theatre, because we mm-hmm. wrote in a way that was super free. And we really wanted the... For me, I really wanted the body swap to happen at a party. And I wanted it to be at a pool where the two of them are, like, opposite end of the pool. They take all these drugs. They have this, like, wild time. Like, some shit goes down. And then they fall down simultaneously and, like, break the water. And then they, like, have this, like, crazy swirly kind of, like, animated scene. And then they're, like... When they surface, they're both different people Mm -hmm. in each other's bodies. So we wrote that. And (laughs) then it was, like, no, you can have the... What, what was it you can have the like leisure center after hours <laughs> for like four hours to shoot this thing. <laughs> but even that was like good. and i think because we were like oh okay we're compromising you know that's fine we everyone just made it work because they're like oh they're compromising on their vision but let's just try and give them like the second best which was very ambitious to start with so i think we yeah. were mm-hmm. aimed here and we were brought down to here which was you know
4: yeah and we already- had to shoot that Day twice because after we shot the pool scene and everything, we lost all of the footage. It got wiped somehow, and so uh-huh. we had to shoot the pool day twice. And um uh-huh. so that was luckily we had insurance and everything, so we didn't have to pay. Cost us twice, but just again from mine and Chai sort of ignorance or naivety, <laughs> we didn't realize how difficult that sort of location is to shoot, and so we wrote it, and everyone was so gracious and just let us do whatever we wanted (laughs) so that was pretty
1: lucky Mm. well at least you compromised on your body swapping sequence but you still managed to get an animated opening to the show Mm. um, which uh was that a reference to like all the body swap films that have had animated, animated openings, openings or is that just because we've watched so many that have had them <laughs> that's something that only we recognize <laughs> <laughs> i think it might be that because <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool i love the opening titles
4: oh but yeah yeah we, lo- we love them too we thought they look came out looking so so good and we always wanted yeah animation to be part of the series in some way and then when we had you know the little icons and stuff when we're using our phones text and all that sort of thing we kind of just brought that into the to the beginning and that sort of just happened behind our backs a little bit like we knew that to our we said to our directors that we kind of wanted that and then they just went off and found the designer and they just made it and came like back and was like here's the intro I'm like perfect
3: my yeah it was such a sweet surprise I was like oh my god I look so hot as a cartoon
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I made my, my chest so big and my waist so small
1: and, <laughs> and my cast were
3: like jacked I was like how can I get that?" <laughs>
1: So the show got sold uh, to Reverie, so now it's available worldwide on that platform. Um, Have you gotten lots of responses from around the world since it's uh, it's launched there?
3: Yeah, it's done like way better in the states and in other countries than it has in New Zealand, in my opinion. Like when it came out, we had like a few interviews, and it was just kind of out, and then everyone watched it, and that was the end. But with the States, it's just kept going and going and going. And, like, we'll get random messages every now and again being like, holy shit, this is so amazing. We had, like, three times the amount of interviews and articles and, like, press in the States than we did in New Zealand. So I think something about the style of humor is obviously quite anti-New Zealand, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: which I don't know if there's a good or a bad thing. I think it's just it really did find its audience once it hit reverie. And I think that was quite fulfilling for us because it was quite, I don't know. It didn't really pop off in New Zealand in a huge way. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I feel good or bad about that because I love New Zealand and I want people in New Zealand to love it too, but I think it just ended up being the style that suited America.
1: Do you think it was their network fit, fit as well, seeming that Reverie's like a queer station? I don't know what um, NZTV is like because we don't really have it here. Um, like, yeah. W- and it sounds like your show was a bit of a against the grain of what they would normally put on. Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah
4: a little bit. I'd say, I'd say, and yeah, definitely having that, the Reverie platform being a queer platform, it's definitely putting it in the, in the homes of the audience really, which is, which is really helpful. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it would came down to, yeah, it was different to what people were used to used to seeing Plus on a, a network like TVNZ On Demand, um, it, a platform, I mean, it, you, there's a lot of content on there that does get uploaded and so it's sometimes it's uh, it's hard to, to find the stuff and to fish through it all.
3: I also feel like audience-wise, like maybe millennials aren't watching so much of TVNZ On Demand, they're just watching Netflix because mm-hmm. TVNZ On Demand has so many ads and it's not really like – pumping out content that's, like, kind of hot and, like, contemporary Mm -hmm. for audiences that are consuming Netflix every day. But, but yeah, I don't know. Things are changing and, and, you know, it's always getting better and, like, I feel like every show that kind of hooks up with a kind of old platform pushes the boundary a little bit more and a little bit more. So I have hope.
1: Yeah, because I I could see your show, like, if it did hit uh, something like a Netflix... That kind of 15 minute episode format, the the genre, the tone of it, it. it does have something like that appeal of something that could break out really big. It just needs the eyes on it and it just find needs its audience the attention. Yeah. yeah.
3: To be honest, I'd love to just make the whole first series again and then make another second series, just like knowing what we know and and being a bit more savvy to everything. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the process is to make other stuff, and sometimes that's why I go like, "Oh, is it too late to like finish it?" Do, does anyone make a second <laughs> series like four years later? I don't know. Would that be weird? Or well, cool? there's a new Matrix movie
1: sure. coming out, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, funnily enough, the rumor is that's True. also going to be meta, where the Matrix is a real movie in the universe of the storyline. So interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But you know, we really want a season two on the swapcast podcast. We just like having nice things to review. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> at the well, end. Well, will of- you
3: still be going in like two years? Cause that's probably how <laughs> long it's gonna take us to like fund it
1: and make it. And, yeah. and in, the, in the end of our uh, our episode where we reviewed your show, um, I always say what we're going to review on the next episode. And uh, this week I revealed to Lucy and Brendan that we're watching a film called Mama Boy, where uh, a fetus swaps body from one body to another so that a male can have the baby. (laughs) And Lucy, literally what she said was, can't they just make Life is Easy Season 2 instead? Oh, that's so great. (laughs) Yeah, call them up. Make it happen.
3: (laughs) surely that um, can get funded (laughs) (laughs) well new zealand's a small a small place and i feel like you get kind of like one chance and i I don't know if life is easy was really worth all the grief that we gave the network across like four different producers four different eps and like all the pushback Mm -hmm. from the gay stuff and then like us just like complaining heaps about like wanting to be super raunchy and and you know like being undersold on what we pitched originally i don't know if they would make it again with with us, so we probably will have to make it elsewhere. I think
1: you never know, though. <laughs> you, never know.
3: you never know. Yeah.
1: Do you Do you own it? Like you have the freedom to make it wherever you want if you did a season two.
4: Yes, we could do a season two. Oh, I think they've got. I think TVNZ on demand have like first call on it. But if they don't want to, then we can go anywhere we want. But
1: if yeah. they're yeah. like, yes, we want to do it, then. I feel it needs to happen guys. How
3: <laughs> many how, how many body swap um films have you reviewed so far?
1: Uh so we've been we've been doing the show for 5 years and we release an episode every fortnight so oh <laughs> a God. lot.
3: Okay, I'm not good at math. Someone do the math. That is crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we have we've done a lot. We've done a lot. And and like uh, an th- there's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> so um yeah. But we, we definitely love the reprieve of watching your show. <laughs>
3: that's so nice to hear. Yeah, Thank that's really so nice much. to hear. That means a lot coming from you guys.
1: Yeah.
3: And, like <laughs> experts in it's, your it's, field.
4: Yeah, because I mean, we released the show in 2019 mm-hmm. in New Zealand and then 2020 in, on Reverie and worldwide. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we had a lot of the, the buzz and the interviews around this um, around sort of this time and earlier last year. And then haven't really heard a peak for a while. So getting um your message to want to do this interview, we're like, ah, cool, this thing's still got legs, great.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and I feel it's going to for a while. you I've 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 got it I've got a good feeling about season two. It's gonna happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird though, because we did actually sit down with our producer about like three weeks before COVID hit and we were like, that was a really good like the team. The thing that keeps us coming back is that the team was perfect. T- mm-hmm. Like we loved everyone involved. The working relationships were so strong. There was not a day where I was like, "Don't want to be here or this drama or whatever." Um, we had a literal river of shit flowing out of our location one day, <laughs> and everyone still we still made the day, and everyone was still mm-hmm. in a good mood, and everyone was just joking about it and taking photos. And you know, like it was, it was just a vibe. And so I think, I think yeah, I mean, I'd love to if 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 it happens, it it happens, but. I don't know. Maybe the lockdown's the time to flesh it out. Who knows? (laughs) Uh,
1: So um, apart from the dream season of season two, uh, is there any other projects that we should be looking out for from you guys?
3: Well, (laughs) Cole (laughs) is obsessed with horror films. Mm -hmm. And so because I lived with Cole for a long time, I was subjected to a lot of these horror films. And I hate horror. I like I'm I'm just I'd really scared by horror, any kind of horror. Even if it's like super bad quality, I will still like be shitting my pants. <laughs> which is not an enjoyable experience. But um we developed we started developing a horror theater show last year, which I'm thinking more and more should be film.
2: Mm-hmm. It's kind
3: of like a racial horror, uh, because in in New Zealand and, and in America and I'm sure in in Australia with the rise of COVID came a lot of anti-Asian um, hate yeah. and um, rhetoric. And I think I kind of, yeah, I was very inspired by like Get Out and, and movies like that that kind of take like a racial element and put it into horror. So it's fun and interesting. Also a body um, swap. Also a swap, yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's just us. Oh, Spoilers, by the race. way. Anyone knew? Body swap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, I made a whole podcast that is about to come out in a couple of months with with someone else. It's not a body swap, so that that'll that'll come out soon. I'm excited about it. Um, and I'm making a show about revenge, which I really want Cole to be in. Cool. I haven't told him about it yet. I'll be in it. He's into it. Right. <laughs>
4: You'll be what the, about you, I'll, Cole? You'll be the basic white guy who dies at the beginning. Cool. You will
3: die many times. <laughs>
4: die many times, because I'll keep swapping bodies with people. Ah. Oh. Their bodies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
3: Um, I,
4: <laughs> I certainly I don't really have any anything on the pipeline at the moment. I mean, working as um, an agent is quite a busy job as well. So that's kind of my full time gig, and then I'm quite enjoying having time to like. Be in my, it's like it sounds really like my housewifey thing, but just be in the garden and do stuff. I actually quite enjoy lockdown, being at home and just, and that sort of thing. So I enjoy downtime, but I need someone like Chai Ling in my life to go, So we're going to make this thing. And I go, Great, let's make this thing. Then that's very, it's very helpful to me.
3: <laughs> Cole's actually the, probably the better writer of the two of us. I think I'm the one who's just like, Let's do the thing. Yes. And then Cole, Cole will just sprinkle it with his magic.
4: Cool, that's a good
1: word. I that
3: sounds that word. Yeah, dirty. Yeah, <laughs> and it was cool.
1: Well, we'll have to look out for all of those projects, and uh, also your wiki feet. Um oh, yeah. everyone, I'm so glad that you chose just, to no. circle back to that. Just to leave people <laughs> that
3: as their last thought of me in their mind.
1: <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, thank you for so much for coming and making time. Yeah, for thank our you very show. much. We really appreciate it. Um. It was yeah. so
3: much fun. Thank you for having us. This has been such a nice, nice little breakout of our bubbles. Yeah, uh,
1: we're I'm, kind of going so glad. A insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, for our listeners, where can they find you on the internet?
0: If you want them to find you, that is like, yeah. <laughs> remember, they are partially fetish crazed.
4: <laughs>
3: I mean, all publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, Well, we have um, a, the web web series has an Instagram page, Life is Easy web series on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I think we're also on TikTok as well. (laughs) I wish I started, (laughs) but didn't um, follow through with.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because literally Cole was the only one engaging with it because all of us are like boomers at heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a Facebook page and uh, Life is Easy is on Reverie if you want to watch it and you're not in New Zealand um so i guess you could just google that um and then we're on instagram and facebook and all the other stuff my instagram is public
4: yeah i think mine is too well,
3: which i, don't, I don't, know. don't know if that's a good idea but <laughs> hey <come> here, yeah <laughs>
1: cool well um yeah I really encourage everyone listening if you've gotten through like our entire review of the show and all this <laughs> interview and you still haven't watched this show <laughs> go and watch the show but I'm sure you've all been good and, and done it by now so um yeah thank you so much Arling and Cole yeah um, yeah we really sure. appreciate it um and you're welcome back anytime if you've happened to watch a terrible body swap movie let us know <laughs> if you do season um, two
0: you need some consultants to uh... yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's like, it's been done it's been done <laughs> 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 all, right. all right so um that's it for another episode of the Swapcast podcast and uh, i was paul mitzi
0: you guys can say it
1: too I was
0: I'm,
3: I'm not momenty. <laughs> <laughs> they are the same person. Oh god! Oh god.
1: <laughs> and that was brilliant. I was trying oh. Huang. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm
3: out, <laughs> <laughs> guys.
1: All right. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.